Max, you got me, partner? is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's another glorious morning, dull bit schmutzy, as we got a Joe DiNardo partly cloudy day, a little bit of rain going on. And so we're, 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 we're gathering together on this day, and probably considering the fact that this is going to be the last day of cuts. Um, it's almost like uh, this is symbolic of what this day is all about. You know, the sky is crying. We could play a little Stevie Ray Vaughan there. The sky is crying. And for some guys today, it's going to be kind of a uh, uh, not-so-good day. But, Max, you're home. you got to be feeling good. You're all set. <laughs> yeah, I am, Wolf. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm back back in the saddle. And the girls uh, – <laughs> Girls have uh, definitely have kept me on my toes. I mean, I came home last night to to math homework questions and multiplying <laughs> mixed numbers, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah, just pick right up where you where you left off." <laughs> this is datification. This is what it's all about. Oh, Although I must oh, say, is. Max, I've never had any of my kids come up to me and ask, "Dad, can you help me with math?" <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have problems hey. with math. That's that's okay. That's okay. But Daddy can give you the new, the finer nuances of blocking the three techniques. There so you that, go. That, that, that's, that's applicable in life, right there. That's life Let skills. me show you girls how to attack a buffet. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. Hands Here, on. Here's what you do: you separate it into sections. <laughs> Avoid the salads. Stay away <laughs> that, from the salads. That, that, that's the filler. That's the filler. You don't want that. You don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's. You know what? We were just at uh, Texas Day Day Brazil. Uh, look, oh, what, a week or two ago, man. Oh, was I that, love Texas Day Brazil. You know, that is so much fun. They come around there, and they just load that meat on. It's like, hit me again, baby. Hit me again. It's yeah. like you're playing, you know, uh, 20, uh, uh, you know, what, what's Blackjack. that? Blackjack. Blackjack. Yeah, you're playing blackjack. Yeah. Hit me again. Yeah, exactly. As long as it stays green. Right, that card. That, that was that, that was that was always that was always our thing. Who's going to turn the card over red first? Ah. Uh. Uh, it was like it was like a bluff for the offensive line, but yeah. Uh, but no, uh, is it still in Station Square? Yes, it is. It's okay, still it is. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because see, because the by the Omni is the Fogo, the Chow, okay. which is just like it. Oh, so I didn't know that. I went. I went. I went there once. Uh, I think it was last season uh, when we had like a four o'clock kick. I went there for lunch. Oh my goodness! How are you going to oh, move yeah. with cat-like, you know, quickness and stealth on the sidelines after going to Fogo? That's what you walk there and you walk back to the hotel. <laughs> so you're digesting nicely by it the time you got to the aids in digestion. There you aids go. Aids in digestion. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, no, that's how it goes. You, know, you got to have it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every year, you got rookie dinners, okay? Since we're, all, we're, we're, in, we're talking food right out of the gate here, okay? So, Kansas yeah, exactly. City Chiefs, they have a second, uh, their second round rookie wide receiver, Sky Moore. So, they, he takes the group out you know, to uh, be able to, you know, have some dinner together. 
Well, what happened was they 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 go they got the restauranteur people at the chop house there. They say we got to build up this. We need this bill kind of built up. All right, so they made a bill for twenty two thousand seven hundred and thirty bucks. Oh my god! And they pranked Sky Moore. You know they oh. they you know when it came time this this was a great prank because now what'll happen is the the rookie will take the veterans out in his room and he'll he has to pay the bill so they come up with a twenty two thousand seven hundred and thirty dollar bill at the chop house in Kansas City and it's a fake bill okay but what they told the restaurant people was okay tell him that his card was declined and that, you know and and what it oh. makes and oh, oh they pranked them bad man they oh, pranked we're talk, them we're bad talk, we're uh, listen this is this is just an extension of of, of the dirtbag talk we had from yesterday <laughs> man oh oh i would have been i mean listen it would have been a relief but here's the thing our rookie bills weren't fake when we took our rookies out uh <laughs> Because we 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 literally, we literally ate and drank all of that. Oh <laughs> my goodness! I can only that, now that's the, now that's here, the obnoxious part about it. <laughs> Tunch Ilkin, myself, and Tyrone McGriff. We were three rookie linemen in 1980. Now our salaries together wouldn't have combined for anything. You know, barely. Uh, you know, for a, a lineman today, right? I mean, my my yeah. salary in in 1980 as a fifth round draft draft pick was 37.5. All right, and Tunch was like twenty five, and and Tyrone was even less. So it was kind of like, you know, we combined together. I think we each threw in three hundred bucks a piece, and we took out the whole offensive line. All right, for like nine hundred bucks, which is very cheap, of course, by today's standards. But I, I here's the thing: Can you imagine being this kid, Sky Moore, when they hand you a bill for twenty two thousand seven hundred thirty bucks? Oh, I'm falling over. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely falling over. Um, especially in training camp. Because, see, now here's the thing. We, what we used to do um, was we would have our rookie dinner at the end of the year. So we'd let the guy, you know, stack some, stack some paychecks, right? True, right, right. Get, 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 get into the balancing of a budget. And then we'd tell him in December, hey, it's time. You know, like, hey, hey. Now, did you do it? Or rookie dinner party time. Because here's what happened was after we did that for a couple of years, then it became we had a spike fund. You know, so if you missed a, a block or a missed assignment, you had to throw in 10 bucks or something like that or a buck a penalty, you know, things of that nature. So that you came down to having, you know, I don't know, maybe a grand, two grand at the end of the year, depending on what kind of year everybody had. But, you know, the offensive line coach kind of, you know, handed out all the the uh you know the charges you know you were oh you had a holding call and you had a mental uh oh, yeah. you know and then you had to, then of course you had your your room lawyer who would represent you before the offensive line coach to you know beg that no I'm sorry I don't see it that way and in, in that but you know it's a kangaroo court and you just you get yeah, hammered no, no. well we 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 had that and we had that slush, but that but that was used to buy our snacks during the, during the season <laughs> In the room, so the rookie wasn't going out of his pocket for those things, okay? Right? For the right. weekly snacks, but you know he had to, he had to do the breakfast um, if it was a, if it was a home game Saturday, oh, because the lunch room's closed, right? Okay, so so he had breakfast or then lunch before um, an away game, right? Because it's a little bit later in the day, um, and then. And then yeah, and then rookie dinner. So that was his responsibility. But the but the snacks and stuff because you know we had that we have a fridge in the offensive line room. It's been there 
<laughs> I think they still have a fridge. I don't know. I haven't been in the building in a long time, but uh, but we had a fridge for a long time, and so a you know fridge. we had snacks and drinks. Now is it one of those little had... ones like a college thing or no no? Oh, cut it out! You are you serious? Full size fridge, baby, oh, and freezer. Come on, you gotta be. Oh, get out! Oh. So so the rookie was responsible for stocking it. Right, he had to go downstairs, grab the Gatorades and waters, put them in there, <sighs> wow. and um. And so we kept so we kept drinks in the fridge and then and then, you know, we had a snack table and he had to make sure the snack table and took all the orders <laughs> and went and picked it up. Oh, but he man. but he got but he got money for that. He got money for that. Oh, he you did. You know what I'm saying? OK. Yeah. So that's what that, that's what our slush fund went to. So like you said, anytime you missed a block, you got a Belushi. We had we had a whole point system. Yes. And it right. was right there on the board. Right. And we did we didn't have the lawyer because everybody knew. <laughs> what you had done. <laughs> so, well, yeah, so, but you could plead your def- case. And, it, and there was definitions for each of them. So, <laughs> so here's the funny thing. So now we had an arbiter. We had an arbiter that come in. Okay. And the second, the second you would try and plead your case, he would then read the definition out loud for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, all right. So it's like, yeah. Did you, you touch a soul? Did you touch a soul on the play? <laughs> We're watching the film. Doesn't matter what. So it literally. It's a Belushi. So, it's a Belushi, well, no doubt. Well, I, w- I wish you could have watched some of our game film. Oh, my goodness. Where you see a guy at the last second sprinting and, like, tapping a guy on the shoulder to make sure he didn't have a Belushi, like, 10 yards down the field. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure. It was Just in the to frame. make sure. He's in the- I mean, oh, no. Yeah. It doesn't be happening in a game now. It, it was like, it was like, no, nah, I don't want the Belushi. The Belushi finds too high. <laughs> so you see a guy. So Hartwig, Hartwig was the one that was <laughs> because in that, like, we, were, we, were, we were talking about this in the car yesterday to the airport. Right. But <laughs> how, you know, if they're running all wide fours and wide nines and the, and the mic is dropping into deep Tampa two means he's dropping to the deep third right. of the field. Correct. They run cover three. <laughs> and he wasn't getting anybody. <laughs> so. He was one of those guys. He was running at the last second, tapping the guy. Now he could have engaged sooner, but that's what made it the gross indictment was that he was running like late at the end of plays <laughs> to make sure that he touched the human soul, so did, he did not get a balloon. Did he have to plead his case, or was it, it was just so obvious on film oh, with the wide nines and you got the wide threes? And, and I mean, we got and we and we got beat that that game against Tennessee. Remember Tennessee ooh, won yeah. the one seed because of that, and we were the two seed oh. because of that game. And so we're like, man, it was a, it was a embarrassing loss down there in Nashville. So yeah, there, there was there was no pleading the case because nobody wanted to hear it because we were watching that film and it was every pass play we passed like fifty times in that game. So we were hot. Asked the Juice and Darnell were so mad. <laughs> he, he knew just to keep his mouth shut and just take it. <laughs> just take it. Just just take it. There was no argument there in that game. Other games, yes. Other games like the San Diego game, you know that year. Uh, yeah, you could you could make your argument. For some, for some of the plays, because there was one time, I mean, Willie and Darnell just absolutely drove Jamal Williams like 10 yards off the ball and like put him on his back on a deuce. Uh, they just just said, forget the backer. We're just going to take this we'll take this down lineman and we're just going to run him into the ground. And, 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 and Justin got up, hey, you don't have to block him every play. Stop that. You know. Admonishing I, them. It was so funny. I remember Ray Penny coming back into the huddle when Tunch subbed for him when Ray would move out to tight end, you know, and, and a short yardage. And then Tunch would come in for him early in his career before Tunch became a, a starter. And then he, 
uh, then Ray would have to go out for a play. And then, you know, so <laughs> Ray came in and said, Touch, you got to stop, like, fighting with these guys because you start something, and then I come in, and <laughs> they're still wanting to fight. <laughs> he goes, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. You know, you start a fight, and then you leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all are – I mean – but that's that's the beauty of offensive line, right? There's right. the stories inside of the stories. Yes, you know, you know, and that that's what that's what also you know makes it greater when the, when we have a transition, right, in life and career. You miss that. Oh you, man, you miss yes, you miss those those just funny inside type jokes that's only applicable to the guys who are playing. And I, you know, and and that and that's my hope for this this group of offensive linemen that you'll find that solace and you'll find that right. kind right. of brotherhood kind of come together moment um in moments like that right when everybody no else in the outside world is just bagging on you that you guys will have you know have tough enough skin that you guys will just callous up but also know that y'all can hug each other you know what i'm saying and just come together in a tight huddle with uh with with fellow brethren and not worry about that because i mean because that's honestly how we won super bowl 43 and how we made it through right because that year everybody thought we were terrible and they and they talked <clears throat> bad about us week in and week out. Right, right. I, I had memes made about me that I didn't that that before memes were a thing. Right, so they were unflattering. The, yes, yeah, unflattering moments. So I mean, so I look at that and I'm like, but look, but look, look what we got at the end of the day. <laughs> By process of elimination, we became the best offensive line in the league. You know <laughs> exactly. And I I look at that and I go, this is what I think can occur with this line. They need some time. You know, it's like you said, they need to bake a little bit. Uh, it's the crock yeah. pot. You know, you give them four weeks, and I think they're going to pull it together. But I'm going to go back to this story because Sky Moore, right, he gets the bill. So then the restaurant told him that his credit card was declined twice or declined the charge twice. Ooh. So he oh, tried man. to call his bank and then his financial advisor. And they left him sitting there, like, sweating for about a good five minutes. <laughs> And they said, oh, man, was that a long five minutes. Everybody's just looking at you. <laughs> that's that's oh cruel, man. God. That is so that cruel. Is, that's mean. That is so mean. <laughs> Tell me but about yet, it. It's so funny all at the same time. I, I, it makes me wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I, that I is a cool one. It. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because it was actually Marquez Valdez-Scantley that had to pay the bill. Uh, and it was not that bill, you know, but. <laughs> oh, of course not. Of course not. A, a vet is not paying that bill. Right. You know, but I will say this. You know you know who actually helped me with that? I'll never forget uh, Barrett Brooks when I had my rookie dinner. Right. Barrett was the one because they didn't tell me. They didn't give me this type of warning. They hit they they hit me with this bill and they and this was back in the day when Morton still sold cigars. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, they had like right. a cigar cart that would walk around the restaurant. Sure. And these dudes were taking fistfuls of cigars. Oh, no. I, mean, I was like, what? I, I'd already bought this Louie and, and all this other stuff and all the meals and then the wives' meals because everybody on the team was, like, married except for, like, me and Chucky Akobe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and Bo Lacey. Bo, Bo came back. Uh, but everybody else was married. So they had family meals. They had their meals. And I'm just watching all this food. And I'm just I'm sick to my stomach. I am sick to my stomach. And then the bill comes, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This is this is this just for this? It's just for this? No, this isn't like like a year round gift certificate." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my card and my card did get declined. 
Really? <laughs> my, card, my card was declined because I am a rookie with brand new credit. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I have, an, I have an established credit to uh, beyond a actual $10,000 limit on my credit card. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, like that, that's right? as far as it goes. The bill exceeded that for one credit card. Oh, my so, goodness. Oh, you got so spanked. Luckily, so luck and and it got denied on top of that because they wouldn't even go for the ten and then have like you know the three it was like what it was uh, was it, I want to say my bill was like fourteen thousand like something like <laughs> something around fourteen fifteen thousand oh my and goodness so it wouldn't do that so thank God Barrett Brooks had a checkbook okay this is the era we're in right right two thousand and four right. uh, so he pulls out the checkbook writes the check and says just bring me the you know. Bring me the money or bring me a check on uh on Monday back at practice. <laughs> so you got But you I was were, like I was like, Thank God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean I, I can't even I mean, seriously, oh. we just you know I mean, we never made that much money to make to be able to pay stuff like that, but it's it's incredible. And you think about this guy sitting there while all his teammates are looking at him, he's sweating and he's going, Okay, I, I okay, that card got declined twice. So now I call my bank, and now I got to call my yeah. financial advisor, who probably would say, "Don't pay it, you idiot! <laughs> what are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Reconsider." <laughs> no do doubt about it. You really want to play for these guys? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, all right, oh, that's our open. Next up, it's cut down day. What's that feel like? We'll tell you. Wolf starts in the ninjas. SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Our great googly moogly. You know what? Today, the final cutdown day is always a tough one, Max. It's always one of those days that, you know, whether yourself, you feel kind of a little bit of pressure, you don't know, maybe you're a bubble guy, or the fact that you've got good friends that you might be losing today. But it's a tough day for everybody because you've been going through the whole process generally. Maybe you've been on the team for years. Maybe you just got picked up in the offseason, a draft choice, what have you. But at least at this point in time, if you're on the cut list, your journey is over. Yeah, it is <clears throat> It is a really, uh, a really tough moment. Right? <laughs> this is that day you dread, right, because you have – gone through the process with your brothers you you've you've bled you you've worked hard you've dealt with crazy circumstances you you know and and as a vet on a team um it, it's especially tough right because if you have years put in you know time served so to speak right, right. uh with a particular team it's it's just what was it? it's gut-wrenching there, there's no way around it. there's right. there's no solace there's no happy moment to look at this you know your entire career and your your sports playing life you've always been the one picked you've always been you know the Good one point. always on the squad and so this is the first time for a lot of these guys where you're denied you're told no you're told what you did was not good enough to make this squad and 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 that that's a mental blow that you have to take you have to wear that type of scarlet letter 
right? Because <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. been cut. It's like a scarlet C yep. for cut that you wear on your chest. Even though it's invisible, and you're the only one that knows it's there and you've seen it. You know, it's just you walk around and and it's just it's a tough moment to know that you walk in the building and, and that Turk or the Grim Reaper, whatever you want to call him, is sitting there. and He's like, hey, hey, here, here, take this staircase up here. Go talk to coach. Yeah. Don't walk back to the locker room. Right. It's like it's like playing Monopoly and you, and you, and you hit go directly to, you know, the, the, the jail in the right. corner. Yeah. You know, you're walking around the board. And you, boom. Do not pass. Go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go directly to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or directly to getting cut. Is what it yeah, is. directly to getting cut, and and it, and it is it's just it, it's one of those things. You're walking there with the playbook, and you're ready. You're like, man, okay, I'm gonna make it. And then you're like, no, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not oh. gonna make it. Coach wants to see me. And and I remember, I remember the first time I got cut. It was uh, it was actually funny enough. I got cut before training camp, before this cut down day. So mm. <laughs> it was it, it was a tough moment. It was it was a lockout year. Oh yeah, and. And I got called in after we, after we had agreed, you know, to the terms, and and football was back on. No games were missed. Nothing, even though it was that whole off season of of doubt. I got called in, uh, said, "Hey, Coach Tomlin wants to come talk to you," you know. And I remember going into the building, uh, going up to his office, and him mm. telling me that I that I was I was going to be I was going to be cut. Um, and there's there's no emotional state you can prepare yourself to be in right for hearing those words live and in motion and i just remember that day you know we stood up we shook hands i walked out um you know and i and i walked down to the locker room walked looked at my locker one last time realized my my wooden placard because uh you know was going to be the name was going to the equipment yeah. room the nameplate was going to 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 the equipment room to go into uh to go into the wall, yeah, and and that 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 that's that's one of those moments where you you know you never plan for it, and you're like, man, I wish I could take my nameplate, but in that moment, you you don't want anything at that moment. No, um, it's a very so, very difficult moment, no doubt about yeah, it. Max, clear your locker out. It's bad. Oh, it, did you it, clear it, your locker a, out? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I had to clear my, I had the trash bags, I had to clear the locker out. Oh, that's and rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got so, all your pictures you take down. You get your pictures of family you know your wife your kids oh, what have family, you friends, if you've been there yeah stuff, yeah you know i had the it's, same locker yeah. for a decade you know and it's just like at that end it's just like wow it's it's a significant moment you know i remember his rookies tunch got hurt when we went into camp i hear it is neat right so he didn't he sat out a lot of camp then he got in against the jets in a three-place series he um had a missed assignment <laughs> he got a holding call and then uh uh, he also uh, got, gave up a pressure. <laughs> so three plays, he was out. And uh, and on the, the cut-down day after the game, I remember sitting in the Three Rivers locker room, and he came out, and he goes, well, in the immortal words of John Paul Sartre, ooh, this is a Caddyshack line, he said, au revoir, go fair. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what are you saying? And he goes, well, uh, Ralph Berlin, the tra- trainer came up and said, Chuck wants to see you. You know, I figured, okay, that, just going to see Coach No, and, and Coach says, uh, Tunch, we had to ask waivers on you. And Tunch goes, oh, I think that can't be too bad. He had to ask. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so then when he realized what it was, then he comes out and gives me that line from Caddyshack. And it was – but here's the beauty of it. You know, only six weeks later he was back, and 14 years later he was one of the – 
all-time 33 great and a, and a Hall of Honor. I mean, for some guys, this doesn't mean it's over. It just means it's over for now or right here. You know what I mean? You don't yes. know where you can go from here because you can still move on. I got cut my last year in Minnesota, but it was one of those things where Jerry Burns' head coach called up and said, listen, we got to move some people to IR. We're just going to release you, and then we're going to sign you. And and so, you know, you get that, and okay, that's that's not 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 as bad. You know, and it's you clerical. Just, that's yeah, a clerical. That's a clerical cut. It's a cler- it's a cler- <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a clerical cut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the thing is, it still cuts you to the quick. You know, it's it's yeah, it speaks it to you about failure, and we are we are results oriented individuals when you, pro athletes. You know. Well, we, 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 that's what we're designed for. We're designed to win. And, and and or take or take the lesson and loss right it's win and lose i mean it's, it's very black and white there's no gray um where it's like hey you get this extension this that no 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 everything is on a deadline and everything is a win or a loss and so you you know that's a loss and that's that's the biggest of losses um and and how you process that is, is completely different and and so whether like you said whether it's a clerical cut or it's an all-out cut <laughs> You know, it, it 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 is cut. I'll never forget, when, you know, I was cut. And then I remember, you know, and I was out in Arizona, out, out here actually training right mm. after I got cut. I told you about that. Yes. And then, and then Trey Essex called. Trey called me. He's like, hey, Max, uh, I got cut as well, man. He's like, he's like, can I come out there with you and, uh, and train? I was like, absolutely, man. Come on out here. Misery loves company, you know. <laughs> yes. And I'll never forget, we were, we, were, we were out here training, and then Trey got the call back. And went back to training camp with the Steelers that year. Oh, really? What year and was that? Do you remember? That that was uh, that was eleven. That was okay. eleven, twelve. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, "All right, well, awesome for you." Right. And so <laughs> yeah. it was back to me by myself. Like, yeah. what is wrong with me? But I, I will say this: for me, I got why I got cut. Um, you know, I was because I was not expecting the season to go off because I was on the NFLPA committee, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't look like we were ever going to get to a solace point. So I don't know if I was physically or emotionally ready for the season. So, oh, okay, I see. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look back on it and I can say that honestly. Obviously, the jaded me back then was definitely not conceding to that. Mm-hmm. But I look at it and I'm like, you know what? It was it was probably in that situation the best for me because. Uh, you know, I re- realized I probably could have had even worse, um, you know, results from that because that was also the year, the year before. We, so we went to Super Bowl Forty Five. Remember, we lost to Green Bay, right? And I got injured Week Nine of that year. I herniated a disc in my neck, mm, right? So, so I was on IR with this with this uh, this plate in my neck, you know, that was fusing my uh, my uh, my two vertebrae together, C four C five. So I thought my career was over. So I actually wasn't even cleared um, for play at that point. Oh, really? And so, yeah. No, so I wasn't, I wasn't technically cleared um, when I was released. And so, I, you know, I had to go through the process outside of training and getting myself strong and, you know, do, doing a whole, whole, lot of, whole lot of shrugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just, to, just to make the neck stronger because I, I didn't know. I didn't Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, how many guys have returned from a, with a neck injury to that degree? And you got, you got hardware in there. Um, and so, so for me, it was, it was a tough thing to look at that and say, you know what, this was probably for the best. And then I went to – I had to go to, like, 
three different doctors to have them look at it and get cleared. And I went to a, I, I went to a bunch of workouts though. I was in Kansas City. I was in Minnesota um, over that time um, trying out with teams, and teams were like, "Yeah, we don't know. We can't." You know, they took the X-ray of the neck, and they're like, "We yeah, it doesn't look like it." Because what was weird was so for my X-ray, it was now I realize was a blessing in disguise, but. When they take the x-ray of your neck after you've had a disc removed, mm-hmm. and I had, I, and they use cadaver bone, like in, in, in between oh, the, to feel really? the, fill the spacing. Yeah. So I had cadaver bone in there, and what this, like, allograph was what they call it, bone, um, is supposed to, it's supposed to heal and, like, mend. So it essentially would fuse the C4 and C5 vertebra with this, cadaver bone in the middle oh my like goodness the, the bone would bone would grow into it and make it a one solid thing okay. and the plate was just there to make sure that nothing got out of place during that process but mine was weird because it shows it would show as all black right if, okay. if everything's fully fused well mine <clears throat> had like this little kind of grayishness above and below where the cadaver bone was so that was the concern was that it's it's not fusing properly mm. And so they were like, oh, we won't take that risk. We want this dude to get on the field, break his neck, and was paralyzed on our watch, right? Oh, yeah. So teams, so teams were very nervous about it. But actually, it ended up being the best thing possible because it was what they call a cervical non-union union. <laughs> what? Cervical? I, I know, right? What, what, did you go on, yeah. your neck go on strike, too? <laughs> it went on strike, and it also went to work at the same time. It's amazing. Um <laughs> But 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 the, but here's the best part about it is, it didn't fuse completely. It fused enough to be stable, but it gave me the flexibility in my neck that I don't ha- I don't show the signs of a normal uh, fusion, uh, cervical fusion. Hmm. So I mean, normally when it's that tight, you, you kind of see the, the you know you see individuals who will kind of turn their shoulders to look to the right, right or the left. Yes, I don't have that. I can look directly over my shoulder without moving it. So oh, it actually good. gave me almost like a pseudo additional disc in my neck to where I don't have as much um, as much because over time it degrades and you have to go in, you have to get it redone. Oh, and my everything. gosh. So it, it allows for it to slow, slow that that degrading process in my neck. So it was a blessing in disguise. But I'm at a I'm at a workout with uh, with the Detroit Lions in, in the regular season. It's like week four, well, no, week five. Week five, and I'm like, man, I, I really want to play. And, and middle of the workout, they're like, hey, Kevin Colbert wants to see you. Uh, they got a car waiting outside. The workout's over. I'm oh, like, what? yeah, because you went back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. And I came back to Pittsburgh. I start, And I started that, that Sunday. Came in Wednesday, started that Sunday against Jacksonville. Oh, man, was, man, oh, yeah. man, that's a wild ride. Yeah, it was a wild And it was 11 months after, after I, I had initially injured my neck in Cincinnati. Because it was on Halloween night, we were that 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 season. We went to Super Bowl Forty Five. Uh, I herniated the disc when that Frosty Rucker hit me directly, right in, right in between the trap and the neck on on field goal oh, or the extra man. point. Actually, it was extra point. We scored a touchdown That's on the nice. extra point. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, you yeah you remember those moments vividly. Yep, you do. But I say all that to say that you know, um, being cut's not the end of the road, but it 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 it, it, it is a major obstacle that you must overcome. Um, and bless, I was blessed and fortunate that I, I came back from, from said cuts. <laughs> now, think about this. You got hard knocks today that we didn't have back then. You know? Yeah. Uh, how bad would that be to have to do that on film? 
You know what I mean? You go in there, and they got a camera in the corner, and you got the head coach sitting there, and he's talking to you, and you know the camera's recording everything. You know the coach knows that the camera's recording everything. So he's trying to do this in a decent way, you know, that'll come across somewhat probably compatible or sympathetic or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But at the same time, this is like one of the worst moments of your life. Listen, when you signed that agreement to be on HBO Hard Knocks as a part of the Detroit Lions, you were anticipating that you weren't going to be the guy called into that room. (laughs) I guarantee it, right? (laughs) There you go. You you signed it all glib and happy. Yes, this is great. You probably got a little little extra change in your pocket for doing this. You did not anticipate that you would be the guy on that film. And remember that 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 scarlet C that you that's invisible that you wear around. Uh-huh. It's not invisible once it's on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> it's painted on, baby, and it is it is not a nice one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's rough. I couldn't imagine. How would you have done, Wolf? If, if that, I don't. If that, that, that I think I would have started crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's just an awful moment. I can't believe that anybody, you know, anybody would consent to having that happen. That that most uh, defining moment of your professional experience being played out on a camera like that. I I don't. I I I can't see him doing it. I, I think yeah. I think I just like I pull the camera off the wall. Yeah, no, it's like it's like, hey, we got to cut this right now. No, 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 give me all the tape. I'm ripping it out, and we're done with this. Yeah, you're cutting all me right. anyhow. So so what? Here, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? Right now, Wolf, I'm gonna cut you right now to break. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna step aside, and when we come back, we're gonna continue to talk about cut down day. And we're gonna look at the position groups and how. We think this this is going to fare and obviously give you some updates um, as we receive them. But obviously the the time being 4 p.m. today is when you have to have your teams cut down to 53. So we will continue with our coverage. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and our fearless ninjas. We'll be back in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome back to the locker room. And we teased it going into break, but we're talking about cut down day. We're talking about the Grim Reaper lives. The Turk, <laughs> the Turk is alive um, and well, and this is what he was brought in for. Uh, when you look at around the league, teams are having to cut down from 80 players down to 53. And then from there, you start assembling your practice squad, which is still um, enhanced at 16 players. Correct, Wolf? Correct. We're still at a 16-man practice squad. So you cut down about 27 guys, and then you try and figure out who the 16 guys are that you're going to bring in that don't get poached by the other 31 NFL teams and, you know, and Wolf, here's a question I want to pose to you is, you know, looking at the Steelers team and what they accomplished this preseason and just all of the hard decisions that are going to be made. Like, these aren't just easy decisions. You know what I'm saying? No, Wolf? Like, this yep. is this is really tough because you had so much great play and guys who flashed 
during this preseason. Um, you know, I look at the wide receiver room is going to be extremely tough. Yes. The defensive line room is going to be extremely tough. Um, you know, and also figuring out how your rotation looks on your offensive line um, for all the players that you have. And so when, when you look at this, I mean – it's uncharacteristic. I know, you know, I kind of, I did this, I did this exercise with Pursuta a couple of weeks ago when we were up at training camp trying to figure out our 53, right? Yes. And, and, and I'm not, I don't even, I don't even think that I like my list that I made a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'm going to be honest because well, guys showed up. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah they, they change. They, they it did. changes so, weekly, Max. You know what I mean? All it, it takes does. is one guy to get nicked up. Or unable to answer the bell, and suddenly there's a tumble down, next man up attitude, and you've got to go with that. But at the same time, as you're formulating this stuff, I look at this. You know, um, you got Cam Sutton. All right, I'm yeah. sorry, not Cam Sutton, Cam Hayward. No problem. That guy there, and Larry, Larry Ogunjobi. You got Isaiah Loudermilk. They both, all three of those guys, are they're, they're locks, right? But we didn't even get yeah. to see Montrevious Adams, who was able to show a lot of stuff last year when he was picked up from New Orleans, right? So we didn't yeah. really see much of him because he, he's he been hurt, and he's probably, I don't know, he may be an IR candidate or something out of there. Tyson Alualu is back, and, you know, he looks good. He looks ready to go, ready to roll. But you know what? Henry Mondu did a nice job at the nose tackle in the last game against the Lions, and I didn't think he looked all that good in the previous couple weeks, but – he looked really good last week. And, you know, you, you look at that and you start going, well, you know, Henry, he can do this. He played on the kickoff return or kickoff team. I mean, he's he's special teams capable. And you start looking at what he can do. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you're like, wow, there's more here than you think. No, th- th- there's a lot. And you're you're right. That, that defensive line group is going to be an especially tough one because – you know, you don't know how many are they're going to actually keep, right? That that's the thing that makes it tough is I don't know how many physical guys you're going to have because right. I think you the numbers also change because now you're saying, "Hey, listen, um, you know, Mason Rudolph, you know, how, we got to keep three quarterbacks, right?" Right. I think all three of them did exactly what they needed to do and none of them deserved the cut, right? Because they all played, they all competed, they all did everything. And so how does that keeping if you keep an extra active quarterback, how does that how does that skew your numbers? Now, where do you take from? Because essentially, when you break down the 53 man roster and this is now kind of tell you how the sausage is made, you essentially try and make it as even as possible. Twenty five offensive players, 25 defensive players. And then, of course, your three specialists rounds out your 53 man roster. For people wondering, if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying. So you're trying to pick out how that 25 looks on each side of the ball, and when you take one that's more specialized than others, where are you sacrificing offensively, or is it you know what we got a guy who's more versatile defensively, so maybe we take that extra one from there, and we still need 25 other offensive. Play- I mean that that's that that's where the scouting department. And everybody's going to have a lot of has had sleepless nights since the game ended. Right uh, yeah. <laughs> at this point, they are they they are running on straight no dose and coffee right now, trying mm. to get to this point for four p.m. today. Uh, but I look at that and but wide receiver. I mean, tell me, well, which wide receiver are you just going to easily cut? No, I mean, yeah, I, you you can't you can't. I mean, because you say okay, our top three we got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, right? Yep. Boom, lock. <clears throat> 
after that, how you get four through six. Well, you say Gunnar Osheski, right? Gunnar is a guy that we brought in specifically. Punt return duties, kickoff return duties. He's he he's a specialist. Yes. And he came out. And he showed us he had, he he has great hands. Right. He is a wide receiver. He has touchdowns in the preseason. So now you're like, well, th- th- there's an offensive one because maybe you kind of could have put it if he was a specialist. Maybe you maybe you slide that in on defense. But now he's firmly planted as an offensive player. I mean, he's taking jet sweeps. He's doing it all. So now Gunner's. So you say Gunner's a fourth, right? But now you're like, okay, well, for six wide receivers, I mean, tell me how easy it is to pick between, you know, what you have in Miles Boykin, right. Tyler Vaughns, right, Tyler Sneed, yep. <laughs> Steven Sims. Yep. <laughs> it's know, hard. I, it, it, it's hard to get Cody White. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, you, you have, so now it's like, okay, we have five dogs for two bones. And how do you make that possible? And then we still didn't even talk about Calvin Austin because Calvin's nagging foot injury did not get to play in the preseason. And this is a third round draft pick or fourth round draft pick for you. Exactly so. So, so let so me yeah, let me say a, this. Take, yeah. Let's talk about one on one. All right, Pickens easy. That's easy Pickens yeah, right there. <laughs> easy Pickens for Pickens. Come on, yeah, yeah I know that's low hanging fruit. You gotta <laughs> you, love it. You could you you couldn't help it. I, I, I just couldn't it. help no, myself. No, a good one. But he a good is one. truly, you know, he's an exciting performer. He's going to be major. I think Deontay Johnson, of course, is the head of the class right now based on past performances. Chase Claypool is another of those guys. The upside is so huge. He has such great physical gifts and attributes about him. You love to be able to get that corralled and and put out and and put in a way that uh, this guy can really come along and do some of the things he's done in his first couple of years. I, I thought he'd be further along at this point, but I'm 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 glad that he's along. You know, he he, he kind of got nicked up a little bit, and I'm just hopefully he can regain that form because downfield stuff, big guys like that, like Pickens, like Claypool, are they're very valuable, no doubt about it. So then you go to your number four. Number four right now has got to be, in my mind, it's got to be the gunner, right? I mean, the fearless gunner. Yeah, the guy is is capable with the you know as a return man and shown to do very good stuff there. Um, you know, in the slot, the thing that he the thing that he, you got to remember is he's not Heinz Ward, and you know he's been in a couple of the blocking situations. He's end man on the line, blocking down on the trap and counter trap, that sort of thing, and. He, he's game. I mean, I, I I love this guy's willingness to get, you know, close quarter combat in the trenches, but he's not that big a guy, and he can't quite get the same effect as Heinz Ward did digging people out when he was in the, you know, the blocking bunch that they'd put along the end of the line there. But at the same time, you know, you take a look around and you think to yourself, uh, you got four there. You, Calvin Austin, that's going to be a difficult one. But the guy I like is Miles Boykin. I mean, Boykin's a guy. Yeah. He had three catches, uh, 26 yards, had two tackles, and 17 special team snaps in the last game. I think that tells you something. Yeah. That's that sixth receiver, don't you think? I mean, you, it, it's undeniable. I mean, you, when you th- and you also think of the big body target he possesses on third down possessions, right? right. You know, we talk about Pat Fryermuth and his ability to kind of box guys out and make himself big so that it's easy for the quarterback to put the ball on him. Miles Boyk is the same thing as a receiver, and he also can make a couple circus catches like that one down down the sideline. Remember yes. where he's thinking his inside shoulder, it comes over back shoulder, he spins yep. his body around, makes the catch, comes down inbounds. I mean, that's something you just – you can't deny that type of play and that type of, 
of performance and you say, man, we, you, that's where you say, I have to find room for this guy. I have to be able to squeeze in somewhere. So I look at him, I say, yep, that's a six receiver. But then now, now what does that do for Tyler Vaughn's, who's also had a tremendous preseason yes. and has responded in every situation and in crucial, critical, got to have it drives. He's been the go-to guy in those situations. And he's a kid that, you know, it, it, it's great technical route runner, but we, we saw all the other knowns and, and expectation guys kind of step up. You kind of lost sight of this, this kid's pretty special too. Absolutely. You know what, Max? I think that winds up the first hour. Up next, we're going to continue breaking it down right here in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, SNR.